Good morning, my friend. Come on in and pull up a chair. Welcome to Brother Scott's Bible Breakfast. So at the uh, Tournament of Roses parade one year, everything was going fine until one of the floats uh, kind of sputtered and ran out of gas and held up the whole parade till somebody could run get a can of gas and, and put in the float. Well, the, the funny thing about it was uh, it was the Standard Oil Company's float. It was a gas company's float that had run out of gas. Of all the people <laughs> to run out of gas, uh, a gas company, that's just crazy. But uh, it's no more crazy than a believer, a follower of Christ that runs out of gas, that gets burned out, uh, disappears from the fellowship and is MIA from the church. That may be you today. If not, if it's not you today, I can almost guarantee you that if you are obeying Christ and uh, you are picking up your cross and following him daily, you're going to go through a dry season sooner or later. You're going to get burned out you'll eventually run out of gas. The question is, when you run out of gas, what are you to do? What are you going to do? Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. I like what it says, let us not be weary in well-doing. In other words, while we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, let's not burn out. Let's don't run out of gas. Let's, let's keep going and doing these things. In a car, there's things you can do to save gas, to extend your mileage, to get more miles per gallon. You can check your tire pressure. You can uh, you drive more steadily, not uh, fast accelerating and braking. Uh, the cruise control will help you save gas. Drive the speed limit. Uh, you know, keep your tires well inflated. There's just some things you can do in an automobile to, to help save gas. Well, there are ways that we can save our spiritual gas too, to extend our mileage, to get more miles to the gallon. Uh, the first thing I'd say is that we don't need to forget our freedom in Christ. Sometimes we get legalistic, even in our good deeds, our works that we do, and we don't need to be afraid of that word works. The Bible says that we should have good works, but legalism is the kryptonite to the Christian. It is a kryptonite to Christian freedom. Uh, sometimes we get on what I call the works treadmill. We, we don't think we're doing enough. We've got to do more as if we're trying to earn God's love, if we're trying to to get him to love us. And if you've been a follower of Christ, a, a born again believer any time, you'll know that there's nothing we can do that make Christ love us anymore. And there's nothing we can do to make Christ love us any less. So try not to get on that works treadmill. A treadmill will wear you out, uh, it'll, but it'll get you nowhere. Uh, it'll get you bogged down in fear and guilt and shame. Uh, and that's a formula for failure. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, 
and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God does not want his children in chains. Uh, Jesus went to the cross and died to set us free. And that's why John 8 verses 36 and 37 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you are free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. My friends, we uh, are not bound by the law. The, the commandments, the law is a gift to us. It's not a burden to us. Uh, could you imagine waking up every day uh, of your life with the burden of keeping yourself saved? But you know, there are people out there right now that that is their faith. They understand God's word and grace and mercy that uh, they have to earn their salvation every single day. They have to keep themselves saved. Uh, could you imagine earning your spot on the team every single day, going to work every single day, not knowing if you still had a job or not when you got there? Paul dogmatically proclaimed that we are saved by grace alone. So you want to save some gas? Remember the freedom that you have in Christ. Number two, a good way to save your fuel is remember the peace that we find in the gospel. Uh, if the gospel is complete, and we are in Christ, that means that we are complete. That ought to give us confidence, confidence in the gospel, and uh, co that confidence should give us peace. Uh, there's no fear in the gospel. There's no apology for the gospel. There is no rival to the gospel. We are empowered by the gospel, so we should be emboldened by the gospel, and that should give us rest. That should give us peace, that no matter what we face in this world, uh, that uh, if God be for us, who could be against us? It should give us peace that we are sealed with the promise that we are in Christ. We don't just know about Christ and we just don't believe in Christ. We actually abide. We are in him. That ought to give us a degree of peace. John 16, 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Um, in a criminal trial, I like to watch a lot of those Dateline shows and cold case shows. And in those, uh, in most of the cases, uh, especially in those cold cases, trying to solve those, those crimes from, from decades ago, I've learned one thing. DNA uh, will set you free or DNA will convict you. So many people have almost gotten away with murder, but the DNA is not wrong. You and I, the DNA that we have, that we are in Christ, that we are, we are part of the family of God, that DNA uh, should bring us peace. We are innocent, because, and the DNA should prove it. Uh, so to save gas, remember the freedom that we have in the gospel. Remember the peace that we find in the gospel. Remember the purpose uh, that we have in the gospel. Sometimes we, we get so caught up in our lives, our, our personal day-to-day -day lives, and uh, we kind of, uh, even getting busy with church stuff, we get busy uh, at church and we forget our true calling our purpose in Christ. Um, 
most uh, most people who leave the church have really clean hands. Uh, most people that cause trouble in churches and dissension in churches, they have really clean hands. And what I mean by that is that they've done nothing uh, to get their hands dirty. Uh, you know, it's hard to rock the boat uh, when you're rowing. And it's hard to to cause trouble when your your hands are to the plow and you are busy and you understand that you have a purpose. Uh, most of the people that leave church and fail to attend church and don't really get ingrained. The years I've been doing this, I've seen so many people. I've seen people come in and by the second or third week that they're attending the church, they have plugged in and, and they it feels like they've been there for years because they find their purpose. They it's it's more what they bring than than anything else. The attitude they bring uh, to the congregation, and they find a place, and and they get their hands dirty. They they get to work. They put their hands to the plow, and the scripture says they don't look back. But a lot of people just kind of sit like an old dish rag on the sink. If you don't squeeze that thing out, if you don't uh, use it, uh, it's just going to sour. And that's the way a lot of people are in the congregations uh, across America. They they're not getting squeezed out. They're getting fed. They're intaking all of this information, but but they don't ever get squeezed out. They don't ever get used up for the gospel. They don't leave it all on the field, and they forget their purpose in Christ to to worship Him and to serve and to uh, speak a word, give a cup of cold water, to teach, to sing, to lead, to clean, whatever it may be. Uh, so many people uh, have clean hands and they just they just don't get plugged in uh, and they don't feel like what they're doing is important. And I want you to know, I've always said, there's no little business in God's business, no matter what you're doing. If it's changing diapers in the nursery, if it's uh, helping in the parking lot with cars, if it's a greeter, uh, if it's helping uh, put the donuts out on Sunday morning, there's no little business in God's business. Every believer needs to have their own personal ministry, their own personal ministry. Now, it may be in the church, uh, but it may not be in the church. It may be a ministry supported by the church, but I believe everybody needs to have something that is theirs. Uh, ministry reminds us that we have kingdom purpose. It's not just day to day and punching a clock and paying bills that uh, God's got a call on our life. He's got a call on my life and, and he's got a call on your life. Um, you know, we get scared by the word, as I said earlier, about works. And some people think Paul and James are in opposition because Paul is just they're saved by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. And what that means is if we were saved by our works, we wouldn't boast in God. We'd boast about ourselves. But James comes along and, 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 and listen what James says in James chapter 2. Verses 14 through 20. He says, What does it profit, my brother, though a man say he has faith, but he has not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister uh, be naked or destitute of daily food, and, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed, and be ye filled, notwithstanding uh, you give them not those things which are needful for the body, what does it profit? In other words, 
faith without works. It's like if we run across somebody that's in need and we just say what we usually say, oh, I'll be praying for you or man, I hope things turn around for you. No, our faith gets moved to action. Uh, it's it's a verb and, and we should, there should be works going on. Now listen, listen closely. I don't want anybody to get confused on this. We are not saved by works, but if we're saved, we're going to have works. It's going to change us. It's going to motivate us. It's going to move us uh, to to serve and to help. And uh, it's I always said, you know, works uh, as a means of salvation is like getting the cart before the horse. It doesn't make any sense. But when we get the horse in front of the cart, if you will, uh, we're going to have works. It's going to be fleshed out. People are going to see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. I've heard that somewhere before. Um, listen, verse 17. Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God? Well, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Uh, listen, if, if you're running out of gas, if you're at that point, listen, you don't have to quit driving. You don't have to park your car. You don't have to stay home. I've given you uh, three things today that I believe will help us uh, not run out of gas. Number one, you are free in Christ. You don't have to do anything to make Jesus love you. You are free. And we have peace in the gospel. The world around us can be boiling over and just going crazy. But we can have peace through Jesus Christ. And lastly, we remember our purpose in the gospel. Man, when you get to the point where you are serving and you are making a difference and you're meeting people's needs, uh, I want to tell you, that'll fill your tank up. It'll fill your tank up. Jennifer last week shared a story when I was an associate pastor over in Tupelo and, and I had kind of gotten down and talked to my pastor, Brother Don, and and he said, look, uh, just go visit the sick, go to the hospital, go to the nursing home, go visit some shut-ins. And you know what? It really did help me. I, I didn't preach every Sunday, and I did a lot of administrative work. And, and that, that was kingdom work that I was doing. But you know what really filled my tank up is meeting people and serving people and, and, and doing for others, not expecting anything in return. There was nothing they could do for me anyway. And I'm going to tell you, if you will just think of your freedom, think of your peace, and think of your purpose in Christ, I want you to know you don't have to quit driving. You don't have to park the car. You don't have to stay home. You can stay on the road, and you can stay serving. You can get better mileage. My friends, I hope you have a great week. I hope that, uh, I hope that if you are burned out, that you will remember these things and how important you are, how loved you are. Uh, that Jesus died. If you'd have been the only person, he would have died just for you. And if you're a believer, he's got a call on your life. And uh, just as much as he does in this preacher's life. And he wants to use you. He wants to fill your tank up. R run that engine. Go. 
But just know that when that dry season comes, he's willing to fill your tank up again. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for my friends today. God, I thank you for, uh, Lord, just loving us and sending your son to purchase us, Lord, to, to pay the penalty for our sins, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would just bless these guys this week, that you'd keep them safe as they go and come from work and whatever it is they do, that you would prosper them, Lord. You would bless their families. God, I pray you would bring remembrance to us, Lord, of, of that you have made us free, that you have broken the chains of sin, guilt, shame, and death, and that we are free in you, God. And uh, Lord, I pray you'll give my friends that peace that passes all understanding, Lord, that uh, you give to us. Because, Lord, no matter what happens, uh, what this world uh, comes to, Lord, we know that you're coming to this world and that, uh, Lord, you're going you're gonna to take care of your children. And, God, I most of all pray that we would realize our purpose in you, that our purpose in life isn't just to uh, punch a clock and draw a check and pay bills, that, Lord, you've got kingdom business for us. Uh, Lord, we love you, and we thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. I'll meet you back here next Monday. God bless you and have a great week.